Let us pray. Almighty and merciful God, may no earthly undertaking hinder those who set out in haste to meet your Son. But may our learning of heavenly wisdom gain us admittance to his company, who lives and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, one God forever and ever. Amen. Gospel according to Mark. Mark chapter 1, verses 1 to 8. The beginning of the Gospel of Jesus Christ, the Son of God, 
as it is written in Isaiah the prophet, Behold, I am sending my messenger ahead of you. He will prepare your way. A voice of one crying out in the desert, Prepare the way of the Lord, make straight his parts. John the Baptist appeared in the desert proclaiming a baptism of repentance for the forgiveness of sins. People of the whole Judean countryside and all the inhabitants of Jerusalem were going out to him and were being baptized by him in the Jordan. As they acknowledged their sins, John was clothed in camel's hair with a leather belt around his waist. He fed on locusts and wild honey. And this is what he proclaimed. One mightier than I is coming after me. I am not worthy to stoop and loosen the thongs of his sandals. I have baptized you with water. He will baptize you with the Holy Spirit. The Gospel of the Lord. Welcome to Crossroads. My name is Father Glenn Nixon. Good to have you with us today. Before sharing with you a succinct reflection, I think it important 
that we understand the meaning of this season, the season of Advent. To give us help and guidance, I will refer to the Vatican II weekday missile in its explanation of the meaning of Advent. Advent is the lovely four-week season starting our liturgical year, the most poetic and appealing of seasons. This is the time when we prepare ourselves properly for the coming feast of the Lord's birth. The word Advent means coming, that is, the coming of Christ the Redeemer. But there are different comings of Christ. Some think that Advent is concerned only with the coming of the child Jesus in Bethlehem nearly 2,000 years ago. But the liturgical prayers of the church during this season refer to the Lord's second coming at the end of the world. And there is a third coming, the Lord's coming into our hearts into our lives by divine grace. If we are trying to live by the teaching of the church, then this Advent will be a liturgically rich, profoundly religious experience leading us to the Lord's coming in grace at this Christmas. In the various readings and texts of the Advent Masses, these three comings of Christ are mentioned at various times. So we should understand the Advent liturgy as referring frequently to those developments before the coming of Jesus in Jerusalem. We should note the various references to the Lord's coming or parousia at the end of time. And we should think often of his coming at this Christmas is coming to our souls in Greece. There are many lovely Advent and Christmas customs in various countries, special hymns and carols, the Advent wreath, St. Nicholas, the Christmas tree, Christmas lights, gifts and celebrations. For the adult Catholic, however, the finest custom is a liturgical observance of Advent. In this way, with the Church, we recall the centuries long gone by. In the liturgy, we also remember the past ages, the ancient hopes and longings for a Messiah. We sing lovely antiphons, which throb with the hope and pain of a thousand years. We allow Isaiah and the other prophets to guide us. In our December darkness, we stand again in the holy darkness which surrounded them, as did our ancestors in faith and liturgy. We muffle our souls in the veil of their ancient messianic visions, such as Advent, the most meditative and charming of liturgical seasons. Melinda Knight enlightens us regarding our gospel this evening, taken from Mark 
Her theme, repentance for the forgiveness of sin. She writes, John the Baptist appeared in the desert. Today's gospel passage provides a detailed description of John's startling appearance. Camel's hair, leather belt, locusts, wild honey. Despite his looks, people were going out to him from the whole Judean countryside and Jerusalem. Why? What drew them to present themselves before this preacher of repentance? What did they hope to receive? Perhaps they, like each of us, were aware of a deep-seated need for forgiveness. Perhaps they approached and stood in line nervously as we might do while waiting to enter the confessional. Having experienced the same wrenched acknowledgement of sin and having gone out to seek the grace of forgiveness, although the people were fascinated by John, he admits that he is not the one to dispense this grace. He speaks not of himself but of Jesus, of whom he is unworthy to stoop and loosen the thongs of his sandals. Only the one coming after him, the Savior, who in all generosity stoops to untangle the knot of our sins and thoroughly cleanse us, will supply the grace to overcome sin. In Advent, the grace of Jesus waits for us in the confessional. Let yourself be drawn then as the people were drawn to the Jordan. Allow yourself first to be convicted, then converted, and finally redeemed by the Christ child's love.
Let us pray. Merciful Father, help me to accept the grace of repentance and to make a good confession this Advent season. Let my heart be open to the healing love of your Son in the power of the Holy Spirit. Amen. And may Almighty God bless you and keep you and give you a restful night. And may your Advent season Enrich your soul. Amen.
Roast is on the air every Sunday evening at 9.30 p.m. on AM 1540. If you have any suggestions for this program, you may write to the Communications Department at P.O. Box N8187, Nassau. Or you may visit our website at www.archdioceseofnassau.org. 